We're bringing it back. That's right. We are back for another edition of the Winner Winner Podcast, where we talk about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. My name is Arjuna. And hey, I'm Robin. And this is episode 21 of the Winner Winner Podcast. And yeah, we are just fit and frisky as ever. And there continue to be a lot of things happening in the world of PUBG this week. So I'll just give you a brief overview of what we're going to talk about today. Um, We have some updates in our community section, which I'm excited to bring you. We're going to be talking about... There's been some issues on the Xbox since the last patch, so we'll talk about that. We also have PC Update 11 just hit and a few more news-related things. Then with our weapon highlights, we're going to be talking about pistols, the P92 versus the P1911. So that should be spicy and or sweet and or controversial. And then um, for our location highlight, we're going to be talking about the new additions to the north of the Miramar map. So that's going to be Alcantara and the Lagoon and the Oasis, I guess, various other locations. And then for our main topic, we're just going to be talking about a few different things. We're going to be discussing the new circles and on, uh, yeah. Mm. The new circles. Right, they announced them last week. We didn't get a chance to, to try them out when we did the show last week, so we're going to talk about how those are going. Totally. And then uh, we're also going to briefly cover war mode in the event mode. Hopefully that comes mm. back and sticks around because it was really awesome. Make war mode permanent. <laughs> that's uh, Yeah, that's going to be our next. <laughs> that was Reddit chiming in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Each, um, each new PC update that comes out is just going to be spammed with that. <laughs> Yeah. Hey guys, Robin here. Before you guys hear the rest of the show, I needed to butt in with this super exciting announcement. While editing the show uh, right here in my room, I just got an email from the PUBG Corp that the Winner Winner podcast now has custom server access. So, just going to say that again. We did it. We have custom server access for the Winner Winner podcast. And so, what does that mean? It means that me and Arjuna uh, can initiate custom servers and we can do that privately and publicly uh, for the PC platform. And so I suspect we'll be developing some sort of custom server schedule that all of our listeners uh, can get involved in and you guys can join up at certain times that we set ahead of time. Uh, We might be doing some random times on the weeknights or weekends as well. And the best way to stay in touch with all of this is to just join our Discord and we have a lot of chatter there and you guys can stay up to date on the day-to-day or or minute-by-minute developments of what we're doing with the custom servers so if you want to join the discord which i highly recommend just look at our show notes and you'll find a link to join our discord there and also surely we'll be keeping you guys up to date on developments as we learn how to wield this new power this is all new to us so we're going to be kind of figuring this out as we go um I want to give a huge thanks to everybody, all of our Discord members who helped make this possible. Super special thanks to all the members of our Discord who have been spreading news about the show and inviting their friends to the Discord. So we've been kind of doing a push for that. Uh, we know that when they choose community members to uh, do a custom server, that having uh, community involvement is a big part of what they look at. So you guys being involved out there has been a big part. So give yourselves a pat on the back. Um, all right, back to the show. So, uh, Robin, do you want to take us into, I guess it's me, um, it's you. 
Yeah, I'm just going to give some Patreon shout-outs here. We've had three new patrons this week, all very juicy folks. We have uh, Mercenary616, Isaac, and Skills and Thrills. Um, you'll, you guys will recognize Skills and Thrills because yeah. I've shouted him out before. Um, Mercenary, I've also given him a shout-out on this podcast previously, and he's a streamer. You can catch him. We'll put his link in the show notes you can also catch him in our Discord if you hang out there, and the link for that is also in the show notes. So Isaac kicks off his, you know, has a very venerable start to our Patreon by asking a question of the week. Do you want to read that, Robin? I got it. So Isaac was wondering, this is a little long here, besides the most obvious times you're crouching, such as sneaking up on someone, but even then, do you crouch around or do you go for stealth and move slower but more quietly? Is there a general rule of thumb or parameters that you guys crouch for? Maybe you could dedicate a few minutes to just a general sense of crouching or maybe even being more general and discussing stealth for a few minutes. Apologies for the long read. All right. Apology accepted. That was the short read, by the way. Oh. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we substantially shortened this, this question. <laughs> So thanks for taking the time to write that, Isaac. It's great to hear about that. Um, What do you think, Robin? Rules of thumbs, parameters, crouching. All right. Mm -hmm. So something I've been trying to train myself to do lately is to crouch before I shoot somebody at mid-range or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. long-range, which adds a little bit of time to that transition. But the stability increase, I think, is definitely worth it. Um, Compare it to the the stability increase from proning, which isn't worth it because of the amount of time it takes to go prone um, and how vulnerable it makes you because you can't move. But you can like wobble around and move and and just I've noticed a really big increase when I'm firing um, full auto when I'm crouched. Mm. So that is my main focus with crouching lately. A lot of other things are kind of second nature. Yeah, kind of just stealth mode in general where if I'm walking um, toward... Just if I'm trying to blend in with the topography, crouching can really help. If I'm running through a row of bushes, crouching can help. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Hiding behind walls, just general like hiding. But what do you think? Yeah, so I totally agree. I've been lately really conscious about using crouch as a way to increase my accuracy or to Mm -hmm. decrease the... um, Although what are they? I forgot the term for it, but the spread, right? The right. the spread of of full auto yep. fire. And I agree. It's like in the short range, it's not going to matter so much, but for those mid range or those long range uh, fights, it can really matter a lot. Mm-hmm. And as an added bonus, again, it's like close up. It doesn't make you that much smaller, but at mid or long range, it could actually make you a much smaller target for somebody. So crouching is good for that too in certain circumstances. Um, Something I've been thinking about a lot lately, I've been uh, thinking to myself this question of should I crouch run or not? And I don't know what you think about this, Robin, but I've been noticing that I feel like you don't move very much faster when you're crouch running as if you're just crouch walking. Um, Hmm. And I've been kind of liking crouch walking Mm -hmm. and actually just walking in general in this game. Like not holding shift, just holding forward. Yeah, because because it keeps your gun up. And that second of having your gun up can make a big difference. So that's just something I've been thinking about. I... 
I feel like the crouch run is my least. It's it's the movement thing that I do the least in this game. Really, I do yeah. it a lot for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that kind of makes sense to do the walk with the gu- keeping the gun up. I hadn't thought about that. I wonder what the ADS difference is. The yeah, amount of time to aim down sight between sprinting and walking. Would yeah, be. but that that is definitely if you're expecting to get in a in a fight like very quickly like, like you're w- roaming around small circles at the end exactly yeah. exactly or if you're um let's say this happens on miramar a lot where you're like you th- this kind of someone over the hill pretty close and you don't quite know where they are i'll often crouch walk and that way it makes less noise and it makes me less visible and my gun's still up so i can react quickly mm-hmm so I don't know. There's a lot we could talk about with stealth that I think would probably be more of like a main topic. But yeah, I think that you nailed it, Isaac, in that um, sound. S- sound is a is a main reason that I would crouch and visibility and gun stability. In a nutshell, that's crouching. On the stealth front, uh, crouching and walking, basically not running when standing up is much quieter it's it really makes a big difference so i'm liking to do it more and more and these days i often only run if i really need to get somewhere quickly or if you know like if i was let's say i was crouch walking or crouch running and someone starts lighting me up then maybe i'll stand up and start running Mm -hmm. but i i'm using it more than i used to yeah so Yeah, thanks for that great question, Isaac. And of course, you can always get featured in our Patreon question of the week if you become a member of our Patreon. And so we always really appreciate it when people do that, support the show. So uh, this next point here, one of our awesome uh, Discord members and listeners, Stop Collaborate, has done an amazing thing. He's set up an Xbox club for us. So it's called the PUBG Winner Winner Podcast xbox club and it's basically like the xbox version of our discord and it's something that uh, it's been mentioned to us a few times and he finally went ahead and made it and it's awesome it's already got like i don't know like 30 members in there something like that nice so So this is a, a parallel discord no it's not a discord it's the xbox platform actually has oh. it's a thing called xbox clubs got it and it's not the same as discord but it's kind of similar so it's just a place for you to you can post sweet videos you can chat you can meet people to squad up with so it's it's a really cool thing uh if you play on the xbox i would 100 percent recommend that you check this out good yeah thanks stop collaborate uh also we have some mobile mem- members joining our discord which i find so surprising so it looks like people who are playing on mobile are actually also probably running Discord on their phones. They must have a much nicer phone than I have. They're forming, uh, they've formed a little room. So if you're playing PUBG on mobile and you want to play with other people or, or chit chat, then you should definitely check out that chat room. Yeah. So yeah, we renamed this. It used to be LFG PUBG Mobile and now it's PUBG Mobile Corner. So you guys have been upgraded. You actually have a corner now. <laughs> 
So uh, speaking about Discord, we've been making a few more changes. Um, we've added some leveling, so it just makes it a little more spicy. The, the more comments you make in there, the more epic you will become. So check that out. And uh, we've added a music I'm listening to channel as well. So if you've been listening to any tunes and you think other people would enjoy them, go ahead and post them in that channel. And furthermore, we're just like, we're kind of looking to spiff it up in there a little bit. So if you have any suggestions at all, then let us know. Uh, one thing that I just came to my mind to mention as well, I don't think I covered this yet on a previous show, is that uh, we've actually got a couple of streamer channels now in our Discord, and we've given anyone with the content creator role has access to those and can use them for their stream. So like if you want to be streaming and bringing in people from our Discord, you can do that. And just let me know if you want more information on that and Skills and Thrills helped us set it up. So it's a really cool thing. It's a cool place to be if you want company while you're streaming. And also, you know, maybe if you either don't have your own Discord or, you know, it's kind of a pain in the butt to set it up, this could be a really good spot for you. So definitely check that out. All right, so um, yeah, let's move on to some current events in PUBG. I'm seeing here that we, we've had some people reporting some hit detection and lag issues on the Xbox since the latest patch. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of disappointing. I, I feel like with the Xbox patches, is often like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, with all of them. I think for PC too. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. It's just <laughs> it does a thing. Seem a little bit more yeah. volatile on Xbox though. Yeah, I hope, I just hope that the Xbox, uh, the introduction of the test server on the Xbox is hopefully going to take care of at least some of this mm -hmm. stuff. But apparently it's been really bad, like worse than usual. So yeah, I'm sorry, Xbox brethren, just hang in there. It'll get better. On the plus side, they have actually announced officially that they're uh, releasing Miramar to the Xbox on the test server on April 24th. So that's super exciting. We've actually got a date for that. that dude, that's like five days yeah, from now. Gonna, yeah, wow. Now, you so know. So by next show, when we record next show, we're gonna, we could do a Miramar location for them. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm really excited about this and I'm also excited to see what version of Miramar Xbox players are gonna get, but just that's just really good news. Great. All right. So also in the last week, we got another shot at Savage 2.0, the new map, and just wanted to quick go over kind of what we noticed about what was different. And first, I want to just cover that there were still some rough spots on it, such as the noise clipping issue, which mm. seemed to be related to bullets splashing nearby, mm -hmm. uh, have this really kind of like short staticky burst sound. And it's a little laggier than last time. I'm not sure if everyone noticed that. Maybe it was just me. Um, but the first few hours I played on it, I was experiencing a lot of lag and then I turned all of my settings to very low and I think it did decrease. I didn't notice it as much. So maybe, um, running it on low was just mm. too much, <laughs> 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 which, you know, it's a new map. I'm sure it's very not yeah, optimized. It hasn't been optimized. And so that happens. Um, we're seeing some interesting topography. I've, I've heard this mentioned by some other people before where we have these long cliffs, especially on the Northwest Island. And f frequently the circle will end up straddling the cliffs and there'll be parties <laughs> on top of the cliffs. 
and parties at the bottom and they can they can't meet each other yeah and so the circle will end up crowding some of them out um if you're up top you might be able to jump off and try to frag some people on the way down but you're gonna die when you hit the ground <laughs> yeah and then if you're stuck on the bottom and the circle ends up up top you're just screwed which is exactly what happened to some opponents of mine in arjuna's this last week and we got a chicken dinner out of it because the opponents who were probably better players than us ended up at the bottom of the cliff and the circle came to us up top so thanks rng oh boy yeah it was like a crate <laughs> just dropped down a chicken dinner for us right there yeah we we had like what we had maybe like one or two kills exactly. total for yeah. that yeah. <laughs> entire round <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah, they've uh, they've really spiffed up a few areas of the map too that were a little sparse before. So uh, it looks, yeah, they've they've improved the quarry and they the quarry's have like new. It's just like it wasn't there before. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, they just added it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they put a, a wood structure in the Banyan Grove. Uh, it looks like the dock got a new ship. Mm-hmm. And. There's, um, there were a lot of untextured things last time that are now textured. I don't think they've fully textured it. I actually noticed the other day there were like some tree exposed tree roots that didn't have textures on them that I thought was funny. Oh, just recently. Yeah. Okay. So, Great. but but it's much more textured now, so it's looking mm-hmm. sharp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's nice. I would I would rather them just make it like flat textures and save on performance but you know they have to test it they want to make it prettier and performant but well that's the thing robin is that then you'd start bitching about how boring it looked so i don't know if i would (laughs) like the textures when they when it first came out i was like cool this is fine i can see people my gun works okay like (laughs) good anyway um one more note about the new map is they also released this little kind of blog post about their trip to thailand and visiting these crazy underground caves that have large openings in the top. And it's inspiring some developments that they want to add to this map that we'll see in the future, I'm sure. And so the idea is you could, it's a big enough hole in the top of this cave that you can actually parachute down into it. And there's two or three exits out the sides of the cave. Um, So that is pretty awesome. Also, um, with that, uh, what, what did they mention? I'm trying to remember here. Oh, with that new with that new update that they made. Oh no, just that oh, I remember. So also, they kind of set out a timeline for when the new map would be ready, and they said several months. When, they, oh, when we yeah. first saw Savage, I was thinking like, oh man, this thing's gonna land, and we're gonna see it on on the real game in like a few weeks. And it sounds like it's gonna be several months. So they're really putting a lot of effort into that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of you know, interestingly slow development cycle. But, you know, it's it's really exciting and a very good map. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. And hopefully we get to keep testing it frequently to kind yeah. of tide us over. Yeah, I hope so too, definitely. It'll be fun to play in its different iterations. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, speaking of iterations, they just also released PC Update 11. And I think of this as a relatively minor update. Um, one interesting thing that they did was that they added this, there's a line now on the map when you're in the lobby and it tells you where the plane's going to go. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is an interesting choice, Robin. What do you think about it? I like it. Um, I hope that it distracts the people and Savage 
from opening and closing the metal doors all the time. Oh, no, And then yeah. instead they're going to be just crowded over their maps, planning out their very detailed strategy for the next game. Because I know that these people yeah. are very thoughtful people and that it, given the opportunity, they will apply their minds to something constructive. Definitely. Like algebra. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Xbox players actually just be happy that you don't have the Savage map yet because you don't have to put up with the e Okay, so everyone else, you're on PC. Control-M is to mute the whole game, all right? <laughs> and so if you're in Savage and you're at the boot camp waiting for the game to start, just Control-M, the whole game is muted. You can still talk to your buddies on Discord. You won't be able to talk to anyone in the game through the in-game chat, but that's definitely helped me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I I've never played another game where I routinely turn the volume down. Mm. This is the only game where I thought a game mute function is like a key part of playing the game. I th- yeah, I think I saw a headline to an article the other day. It was it was kind of old by now, but it said some. The title was how. PUBG is ruining your hearing and how you can fix it or something like oh, that. Oh, that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because of the the dynamic range of sound we find in the game is huge. Yeah. Right? You're trying to hear the smallest like hint of a footstep and then the red zone happens and two bombs go off right next to you and your like speakers blow out and <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean it's, it's like realism is cool but like mm-hmm. hearing damage from loud noises is not cool mm-hmm. so and they have they have fixed that red zone stuff a little bit they have the, yeah the planes are still gratingly loud they're so loud man yeah especially being in them i noticed that a lot in deathmatch mode yeah um so i will get to that in a minute but yeah, I, I know. I think it really, I think it's part of the game that hasn't gotten enough attention that still needs development. I think the sound design in the game is amazing, mm-hmm. but the sound leveling, I think, still needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like another example is just like driving a buggy. It's just, it's so loud. I mean, okay, I get it. Like a buggy would be loud. It just doesn't need to be that loud Mm -hmm. is the thing. Mm -hmm. Or like if you like using the M16 in burst mode, you're probably going to lose your hearing sooner than the rest of your friends. I'm just (laughs) saying, man. Just a loud fucking gun. All right. So that that path that they added to the map, uh, in this last update, it disappears as soon as you hit the ground, which is kind of sad. I was hoping it, they would keep it around, but I guess it would end up maybe getting in the way. But it's kind of nice to see. Just, mm, I, yeah, it could remind nice you. Remi- yeah, like, okay, yeah. where do people land? Where that do would people be, cool. be? But mm-hmm. anyway, there's actually, people have websites, and I think the PUBG map website allows you to just draw a line on the map, so you can do that each game. Especially oh, that's cool. if you have, cool. like, two monitors, you can just, like, yeah. alt-tab to the other one and draw a nice. line, go back. Nice. So I've never actually done that, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're like try hard, you might want to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is just a cool modification because it lets you plan. It lets you use that useless one minute at the beginning of the game, which so. I love because my mind is always going fucking crazy when I have one minute to kill between games. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. I dude. get so like anxious between games. It's crazy. I know. I can't just troll other players for a minute. It's just mm-hmm. not fun for me Mm -hmm. so um another feature they've introduced in this patch which i'm kind of excited about actually is you can now spectate custom games in real time so what you can do is you can pull up that custom games list and for the ones that have this enabled because i'm sure not all of them will you can actually just 
log into that game and check it out. And I think this is really neat because I personally like watching games. I think spectating is really fun. And I think the idea of you being a person in control of who you spectate in real time is really fun. So I actually think this is the future of competitive PC gaming is, is allowing people like whoever wants to watch the match to just go in themselves and watch it. So anyway, those are, those are big words coming out of one small mouth, <laughs> but I'm just quite excited about what this feature could mean in the future. So that's right. really cool. Also, they added a new crate. So I think this one had the Western military clothing, or do you remember what's in it? I don't this, remember I don't what's know. in There's it, There's skins man. or something, cosmetic, You'd, I don't know. Look it up. You can, <laughs> you can also, this is kind of fun. They added a skin, a uh, pan skin. And yeah. apparently you can just buy it outright. Uh, everyone can do that once. For, so, for BP. For BP, right. 5,000 yeah. BP, which isn't really that much. It's right? not much. It's not much. It's like more than... Usually I, I'll buy some crates after, like, have a little spree and I can get three of them. And the last one I can afford is like a $4,000 BP or 4,000 BP crate. And so this is just above that, which mm. I wonder if I'll do. I'm not sure. Yeah, I like this. I hope they do more like this, buying stuff with BP. I you just know think what? it's a good idea. It's interesting because, like, if you pick up a pan or any gun that has a skin, so, like, when you see a weapon on the ground, it doesn't have a skin. But once mm -hmm. you pick it up, if you have that skin in your inventory, it'll apply the skin. Yeah, that's but right. But then if you get killed and someone picks up the gun, it has a skin. Yeah. So I'm wondering if I pick up a pan and I have the skin and then I put the pan down, does it still have it? Hmm, it's a good question. Yeah. There's only one way to you find could, this out. This is a bargain way to get the skin. You just have one person in your uh, squad get it, and then they pick up <laughs> all just the pants pass and it put around. them down. <laughs> there you go. But maybe they have to die. I don't know. Well, there right. are ways of making that happen. Yes, there are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's this next point, Ron? Oh, this is cool. So we've been speculating for months that maybe a AAA developer will pick up um, this game mode, Battle Royale. And just in the last week, there's been rumblings of two major developers doing it. The first one I heard of this last week was Black Ops 4. And apparently they're... And this was, I think, on the rumor level, as in not confirmed. Or maybe this was. I don't remember. But it looks like they're just going to replace the game's campaign with Battle Royale mode, which I think is fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, totally. 100%. I love it. Dude, who plays campaigns anymore? I, I don't know, man. I certainly don't. I guess I've been playing the Far Cry 3 campaign, but other than that, not really. Um, and then the other major game is Battlefield 5, apparently, is going to pick up. Mm. And this was like, this was the kind of unofficial, like, eh, some like unnamed source mm -hmm. said, like, this is in the works. So that game probably will still have a campaign, uh, plus multiplayer, general multiplayer, and then plus the Battle Royale mode. So I'm yeah. fucking stoked about that. Well, we all knew it was going to happen, and we all know that Brendan Green struggles to fall asleep at night thinking about this. Yes. So. <laughs> and apparently, I mean, these these could very well come out by the time Savage f fully is released. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because Battlefield... God, what was it? I think it was Battlefield Five is coming out at the end of the year, uh, or toward the end of the year, mm. and then um, Black Ops also sometime in 2018 and hmm, okay. you know they said it they said several months for savage so that's we're in april so they're basically on the same timeline 
<laughs> I've, all right, I'll let you get away with that one. But, you know, it it is kind of... Yeah, if I were in PUBG Corp, I'd be a little troubled right now. Um, they're, they're definitely going to have to do work to keep up with the oh, competition. Yeah. Yes, so, I, I agree. Yeah, I hope they're ready for that. I hope that they're getting whatever development they need in place. Arjuna. Yes. Face it. This game is going to die in November. <laughs> no! <laughs> are, Bring it on. Are, well, I don't know. They've they've smoothed out a lot of things about the game, but um, I guess just the, the, the whole like optimization and performance thing. Like We haven't seen a cure to early game lag. No. So... I don't know. It's a big game. There's a lot going on. I wonder if any game is like totally devoid of that. But yeah, I'll be curious to see. I'll be curious yeah. to see how much of it is just inherent to the design, and right. how much of it is really Bluehole's problem. And, and let me just be a little premonition here, because I often will be a little bit dissatisfied with how poorly some things are implemented by AAA developers. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I could see um, Battlefield 4, amazing game. Battlefield 1, really good game, but there's some elements to the UI and the matchmaking that make it really hard to play sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, we could, this could very well be plagued by the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Steam comments will get you. Yeah. Yeah. So this last just fresh off the presses announcement, it turns out that they are actually going to be implementing map selection. So do yes. you know the timeline on this, Rob? I don't. Okay. This literally, like right before we started recording, guys, yeah. we heard about this and, and found the Steam post. Mm-hmm. And so I scoured the article for a timeline. I didn't find one. I'm a terrible reader. It could be, it could be there, but I didn't see it. Yeah. So... But I, you know, I don't even know what the trolls are gonna troll about after we get map selection. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Oh no, they! You should see this article, man. It's already spammed with um, "make war mode permanent." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. That's what it is. Yeah, I liked it too because they went on for like several paragraphs about like how careful they were about adding map selection. They're like, "Oh yeah, we've been taking feedback very seriously," and. We wanted to put a lot of thought into making changes to this. And it was just kind of like like I was reading it, and I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, what, like, what did you have to think about? And they kind of like tr- vaguely elaborated on that point, but not. I, don't, I, I wasn't convinced. I- <laughs> They're like, at some point, it just occurred to us unbidden that our users might want to be able to choose the map. And then... Suddenly, we found all these Reddit posts about it mm-hmm. <laughs> that just confirmed our premonition. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about that. Um, and another thing I'm excited about is getting into our weapon highlight this week, which I feel like it's been a long time coming. We have not talked about any pistols yet on this I'm show. Surprised. Yeah. yeah, we did have the drop zone guys cover the revolver. That's true. Which is the the trike. So. Yeah. Okay. So that's true. That we're we're turning pistol, a new leaf. Kind of, but. Mm-hmm. Not officially on our show. So I've I've actually been looking forward to this one because I think these two are really kind of neck and neck. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun just getting some community feedback about it. Uh, we do have a pistol poll here, which I, maybe let's wait a little while. Let's wait to read that. Okay. I just tried to vote. It said I already voted. I don't remember doing that. But, <sighs> Cheating bastard, yeah, Robin. Yeah. All right, so 
the two pistols we're covering are the P92, the P1911, and let's just run through the stats real fast. Everyone knows that the P92 has a 15 bullet magazine and the P1911 only has seven. Um, extended mag makes the P1911 have 12. Yeah. And then it makes the P92 have 20. Damage per bullet, base damage, I should say, uh, for the P92 is 29, and for the P1911 is 35. Mm-hmm. So that I that's pretty intuitive. I felt like it would be roughly that different. I, I guess maybe thought the P1911 might be a little beefier, or just relatively beefier. But yeah, yeah, that's I would about have thought right. too, because mm-hmm. it because it takes that 45 ammo. 45 ammo, so many mm-hmm. more, fewer rounds. Mm-hmm. Bag, I mean, it is a big difference that it takes three shots to kill an unarmored opponent versus four with the P92. So that's significant, I think. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and this is another interesting thing, is that the, the 1911 does shoot faster, which yeah. surprised me. It surprised me too. Yeah. I would have thought it would be the other way around. Yeah, so the time between shots on the 1911 is 0.110 seconds, or 0.11 seconds. And then for the P92 is 0.135. Mm, okay. I just like feel like you can spam so fast with the P92. It surprises me that you can't. Yeah. That mm -hmm. you can do it even faster with the P1911. Yeah, so if you're one of those people who can click like nine times a second, then... Which, good point. Apparently, we can only click about eight times a second, so... Oh, really? <laughs> I, th- I think I heard WTF Moses say that. He's like, go ahead and try, like, yeah, like, you could pretty much click eight times a second. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder, you know, it makes me want to, like, adopt this hybrid mouse technique where I actually use both my index and my middle finger on the primary button. Whoa! <laughs> Game changer. Dang. That's fun. Yeah. I, honestly, I doubt I even click eight times when I'm really spamming. It's right. I I think so too. Yeah. I I think I notice this sometimes when I'm watching like Shroud or something. I'm like, damn, that guy's clicking fast. Mm-hmm. It really is. I don't quite know how people do it. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, also, another surprising fact: the P92 has more stopping power. Mm. Seven hundred versus six hundred for the P1911. Hmm. Which also surprises me. I think it should be the other way around. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And then the P92 has a lower spread, which I did expect. Yeah. So 2.5 versus 3. Yeah, it's a little more accurate. Yeah, I've always felt like that. I feel like the Glock is like super widespread, but that's another another issue. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We won't, won't go into the highly controversial Glock this yeah. episode. So that's the quick rundown. Mm-hmm. Arjuna, do you have like a go-to? Which one do you prefer? Yeah, I, I've naturally gravitated towards the P92, and I'll be honest, it's just purely mag size. Mm. That's that's what changes it for me. I feel like... I've seen, I've seen your accuracy, so it does kind of fit, yep. fits you. <laughs> Indeed. For people like me who have a potato for either hand <laughs> and a potato for either eyeball, it really helps to have more bullets. Mm-hmm. So... And I just find, I feel like the only way you can get anything done with a pistol in this game, apart from maybe the revolver, is just by spamming bullets. Mm-hmm. And so I like to have more bullets to spam. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, you know, if I had the time to line up my shots, of course, it would be P1911 all the way. Hmm. So, 
But I have to say, as a rule, I tend to gravitate towards the P92. If I have an extended mag, which is, it's rare, because like, how, how long do you really expect to use a pistol in this game? Probably not long. Mm-hmm. Except for those, you know, those ninjas who like to kit out their pistol with a silencer for the late game I kind of a thing. I love doing that. Yeah, like, so if you're, case, you know? if you're one of those people, then, mm-hmm. you know, you can think more about it. But as a general rule, you know, it's just like whatever gun you find first. But if I did have an extended mag, I would definitely elect to take the 1911 absolutely yeah oh no 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 i disagree still really yeah i think i'm p92 all the way really just just through and through just through and through because you get those 20 bullets you know it's not it's marginally not as much more right i guess you get five more with each extended mag right but having 20 rounds like if you don't get them after 20 rounds like you know <laughs> <laughs> well i kind of feel like if you don't get them after 12 rounds then <laughs> you're yeah. probably just dead yeah, but I guess for me, I, I do kind of like that scenario where you have a silenced, extended pistol in the end game, and you're just prone, and someone's like 100 meters out, and you just kind of, you can spam. And that accuracy really makes a big difference for mm. me, because I have tried to um, pick people off at longer ranges with pistols before, and mm. I can land a lot more shots with the P92. And I think that's that's two things. It's the spread, and something we forgot to cover is the bullet speed. And the P92 has a significantly faster bullet speed. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a big difference at range. It was like 30% faster or something like that, roughly. Whoa, really? Uh, let me okay. look it up here. I can't remember the exact number. Yeah. So bullet speed for the P92, 380 versus 250. For wow. The, yeah. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Okay. So good. the good thing to know, the P92 might be the better late game gun. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, you know, unless you're one of those weird people who like the Glock. But, you know, that's another conversation. (laughs) So, so yeah, so it's sounding to me, Robin, like you're just coming down on the side of the P92. That's right. All the way. I'm going to go ahead and say that as well. Mm -hmm. And, but for me, it's really just all about that, like, I, you know, who finds an extended mag for their pistol right when they need one? I don't know, maybe... So for me, it's just, if I had to choose between one to pick up at the beginning of the game, it would be the 92. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Case closed. Let's see what our listeners have to say about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Case not closed. Case unclosed. All right. So, drum roll, please. The P92 had 10 votes. And the P1911, what do you think, Robin? Do you think it was over or under? I think probably under, like eight, I'll guess. Okay, uh, that's pretty good, actually. It had seven votes. All right. So there you go. Uh, I think our listeners tend to agree. Cool. But it's not, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a little more one-sided, so I was kind of heartened to see that maybe, like, with a bigger sample size, I wonder if it would even be a closer margin. I, w- I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So there you go. Location highlight. Yeah, yeah. So this is a fun one because we have a new location to cover in Miramar called El Cantaria. No, El Cantara. That's it. El Cantara. Cantara. I I in there. 
Alcantara. So Alcantara is this little kind of nondescript town, really, up in the northwest along a new road that they added near the ruins. And we've been there just a couple times. We haven't. We tried to get there a lot last night. We kept spawning in Erangal. Mm. And the only thing that I find really notable about this town is that they added a road, so you have a road through it. And it has a lot of one- and two-story buildings, and the buildings from the road only go two rows deep at the mm-hmm. most, usually only one. Yeah. And it was cool because it's right by the ruins. Uh, I've had one firefight here, and it was between my squad, which was in Alcantara, and the other squad, which was in the ruins. Um and that was super fun. I really enjoyed that battle. Yeah, those ruins are a fun place to fight mm-hmm. if if you do end up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. this whole this whole area I found really fun to fight in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little out of the way, of course, being way up in the corner. Mm-hmm. But also, it looks like there's this kind of big bulgy hill just east of El. Yeah, Canada, that looks so. like the place to be. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about dropping in this town and getting a scope and just running up there. Mm-hmm. Especially since you could probably you could probably nade a good portion of the town from up on that hill, which I think would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also another hill to the northwest of this town. It's kind of sandwiched between Alcantara and the ruins. I wonder how easy it is to get up on top of that hill. I haven't tried it, but that could be another fun place mm-hmm. to experiment. This is one thing I really like about Miramar is in general, they seem to like this combination of city and then tall hills around it. And I just think that it makes for more interesting fights and I'm all about it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, aside, I guess I want to mention a little bit more about some other places that were added. Like mm-hmm. You and I, we just dropped at that oasis that they added north central yeah the oasis was pretty legit it was like it had decent loot i was Mm -hmm. surprised it's just a smattering of one room buildings basically Mm -hmm. and we all a squad of four got equipped with ars yeah i think think we had three m4s yeah so that's pretty dope Mm -hmm. i gotta say and i think it I, i mean again it was just one match but it seems to follow the notion that they have upgraded the loot in the north map, so mm-hmm. which they promised to do. Okay. Um, and I, it is one thing I really like from having played the Savage map is the feeling that you could drop just about anywhere and get decent kit. I really hope that this is an indication of what we can expect from this map in the future because, you know, I, I don't want to have to just drop in the middle of San Martin to get great loot. I like the idea that if you want more good loot, obviously you have to go to a bigger town, but I like the idea that you can get, you know, you can drop at some random shack somewhere and still hope to get a decent gun. Yeah. I like it. Me too. So, yeah, the the I I don't know whether the addition of these two things is really going to solve much on this map like we had hinted at before. Right. You know, it mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't seem to be directly addressing the issues that Miramar has. Um, I, I mean, I like that it is making the North a little more relevant and that they're acknowledging that when people drop here, they are going to probably need vehicles. So they put in more roads and they put in more vehicle spawns. So, you know, it's pr- short of just dropping the top third of the map into the water, which was 
mm-hmm. you know, our suggestion <laughs> for how to <laughs> improve Miramar, short of just making Miramar another island, mm-hmm. this seems to be a decent solution. But I, I'm still not ready to hang my hat on this. I don't think that Miramar is by any means perfected by this. Mm-mm. Yeah, I feel like if anything, it, it almost to me the way to fix this map now is to add more people to it. Yeah, <laughs> which is going to break the game. <laughs> there you go. So don't do that. Two hundred players. I, I mean, if you just add adding more to a map, just spreads things out as we yeah. said before. And so I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I like I like having new stuff to explore. So right now it's exciting, but in the long run, it's not a very viable solution. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. All right then. So. Yeah. Great. So last week we had covered um, the mechanics of the new circles that they were introducing and they, you know, people had been complaining about a slow mid game. And so we were really stoked to see that PUBG was addressing this by coming out with these new uh, circle timings, meaning like the pauses between the circles, how fast they move, and they even changed how much damage they do in the late game. So we finally, uh, this last week, got a great chance to try them out. And... um, and yeah, so so tell me about your experience with them, Arjuna. Yeah, well, they were very... Um, boy, Robin, it's hard to put my finger on exactly mm. what they changed. Yeah. You know? It really... <sighs> you know, I think it was a lot subtler than yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, totally. I thought I would notice the circle changes this week. I, I really didn't. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm looking at this this article here, and it looks like they pulled the changes four hours or so after releasing them because oh that's right PUBG takes reddit feedback seriously and so they decided within four hours that they would pull the circle changes that they unfurled what the heck dude (laughs) what the heck man I I didn't even play one match with these I was like oh I'm gonna wait until the evening which is when I usually pay PUBG and Uh they were already gone yeah yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much of it was the instantaneous negative feedback, but they claimed that there were bugs with it or that they hadn't tested it properly mm, yet. Okay. How, that how much how how likely do you think that is to be the true? I you know, it doesn't really line up with them to just listen to people on Reddit and so that that actually strikes me <laughs> yeah. as like the That's most giving true them a bit too much credit. Explanation. There. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I was still surprised that this had been taken taken back so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is why we, they have test servers, right? Is to implement features and to see how they work and to get feedback and to, to find bugs and address them. And so it was kind of surprising. Wait, that's why they have test servers? <laughs> I, I thought they had test servers to just like... Im- increase their reach over your hard drive you know uh, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna release another test server soon and they're just trying to like edge out all of your other games exactly yeah yeah, yeah. take that call of duty 4 you yeah. think you're gonna fit take on that this hard Fortnite. drive yeah <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, I was sad to see that they, they took it back so fast. Was it just kind of? It felt kind of like an amateur move, to be honest, um, for them to kind of. And and I I doubt they're ha- they're stoked with how that went either. But mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that they hadn't um, tested it and that they it they seemed to kind of bend under this criticism coming from Reddit, which. I thought the changes looked good, except mm-hmm. that the early game had been sped up, mm-hmm. um, which it, I don't think it really needed to be. I could see um, the, the rest of the changes looked really good, though. And then also the end circles being more damaging. I didn't really understand that either. But mm-hmm. aside from that, it looked like it was going to be fun. I um, agree. It mm-hmm. looked it looked good to me, and I'm sad I didn't get a chance to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. People... People bitch about everything, man. Yeah, look at us, man. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. We make a living bitching. It's great. So I'll tell you what, man. One thing that I have basically zero bitching to do about was war mode. Oh, all right. It it was just so yeah. So so basically, if you didn't get a chance to do this, or if you're on the Xbox, they uh, on the PC version they released as an event mode over the weekend the war mode. And the configuration they did, there are many configurations you can do, but the one that they chose was three squads of 10 on Erangel with, uh, I think the they call it like the warrior class or something like that, but it's basically you spawn with a rifle. So that's either an assault rifle or a DMR, which is the mini or the SKS. Mm-hmm. So they, um, what the, the way this works is... They drop you on Erangel, and they fly your ass across the entire map for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Usually. There was Usually. like one time where they dropped you off fast, but yeah. So yeah, and the, the size of the circle, it's about the size of a quarter on your monitor or less. It's like the size of a nickel. So it's a really, it's like one of the end circle sizes of circle that they drop you yeah, into. Yeah, I think I, I roughly tried to measure it and it mm-hmm. looked like about 350 meters radius or diameter rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so very small. It's like you can, you can land shots on someone anywhere within that circle from anywhere with a red dot. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not easy, but you can do it. Yep. So, um, so that just gives you kind of an idea of what you're working with. And yeah, how what were your thoughts about it, Robin? I thought it was fun. I thought it was, it was just yeah, that deathmatchy feel that I've really been looking for in this game. Um, as we said before, it's, it's something that you really need to get the mechanics down for shooting uh, quickly. There's a lot of mechanics to shooting and gunplay and... Um, it was fun to be able to do that. I wish they would, you know, keep it around. Um, it's interesting to see that they're basically using event mode, it feels like, as another kind of version of the test server. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have these right. kind of like quasi half-baked game modes um, rolled out for people to try. Um, I mean, obviously, like a good way to do... I'm trying to think of how you do it, because there's still a one-minute lobby minimum, right? And then yeah. it still flies you across the whole island, which just feels like, I don't know why, you know, like just cut the map and give us part of it. But maybe it's just hard to do that the way that the game is stored. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, so I thought it was really, really fun. And it was it was fun to see kind of just what that action looked like and having 10 people on a team. And I was stoked to see that they had the lobby 
where you could it supported 10 players in the game. Yes. So if you had 10 friends huge. and 9 friends, you could play with them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that annoyed me so much when they didn't have that in the eight-person yeah. squad. And so this is this is a big step yeah. forward, I think. Yeah. I really like that. So any any good points you wanted to add before I jump into some of the things I saw that had room for improvement? Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you 100% everything you said. I loved it. Um, I really liked the length of the matches. I thought it was the right length. about, what, 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. Or, yep. or if a, a team won, then it would end sooner. And uh, I really liked, I think one of the things I loved about it was that it really gave a different experience of the same map. Mm-hmm. Like I notice, like I'll never see the quarry in Erangel the same way again mm-hmm. after having played it in war mode. Mm-hmm. And I really like that about it. So I think it breathes life into old material. And I think it does actually give them a chance to make some areas that don't usually get as much play, like the quarry of Stalba is mm-hmm. another example. Yeah. Stalba still just doesn't see that much play. So it, it was cool to just experience it from that angle. Right. God, you know what would be amazing mm. is war mode on Savage. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many playable deathmatch areas there oh yeah whereas i feel like miramar and erangal uh really don't they they don't have as much as that map does Mm -hmm. right like they have like arenas they're specifically built for this kind of deathmatch style right several and for example you mentioned um quarry you only use the outer ring like i didn't see anyone (laughs) going to the middle on that map it's occasional you're right it's occasional (laughs) yeah okay so yeah, and I, I also liked how they changed the parachuting speed and also mm-hmm. the revive speed. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job with that. Yeah. And I liked how they made it. It's kind of a resource management game because you you drop without that many meds and you drop without that many bullets. So you're really incentivized to go and kill people. Right. And it really discourages people from, like, if a team is dominant and they're holding a choke point it makes it a bit harder for them to stay there because like they're gonna have to venture out to try to get more equipment so i really thought i just thought that it was really well balanced and for like a first draft version of the idea i thought it was already totally playable and totally functional yeah 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 and the crate drops were pretty frequent all right so just some things to talk about that were a little rusty about it, which I'm sure people noticed. One was just the general loudness of the plane when you're in the normal game isn't a very big deal because you can just you can either mute it and you only have to hear it once at the beginning of the game. But in this mode, every time you have to respawn, you're in the plane. Oh, it's awful. And so it's this sudden loudness. And if you're trying to communicate with your team, like, hey, where should we drop? Or where are you guys going after this? It's really hard to hear them. Yeah. Um, it'd be great if they just had plain volume. <laughs> like, I know, as a setting. right? Yeah. So, yeah, you make up your own mind, exactly. But at least, like, while you're in the plane, volume, yeah. right? Because if it, I could see it being a balancing thing. If, if you're on the ground, you wouldn't want to be able to adjust the plane volume because then it would, it's there, it can mask people's movement. So if you could turn right. it down, you'd be able to hear the movement better. So, right. But at least being in the plane, be able to turn that down, like, give your player some earmuffs or something. Um, so one thing I was really disappointed to see, which I, I just don't know why it wasn't in was 
the crappy stats for mm, this game mode. I agree. Right? Because yeah. so the whole idea of a deathmatch game mode is you want to get kills and you don't want to die. Mm. And and also in this case we want to you want to get revives because those contribute to your team's points. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that if you wanted if you get done with the game you want to see oh how did I do? They would include a breakdown of your not just your kills which they had. But also how many times you died, and also how many times you revived people, which we didn't yeah, see. That's um, a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could have a player on your squad who got the most kills, but if they also had twice as many deaths, they were actually net negative for your team. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, most games do a scoreboard yeah. where you can see. It's just a table, and this is not hard. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, isn't, it isn't that hard. It really isn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's certainly not like, you know... I mean, it, it would be cool to see, like, a player of the match and all that kind of stuff, but they don't even have to take it that far, yeah, really. table of how you did. <laughs> yeah. So even if it's just your own stats, you don't even have to see your team stats. I, I would love to see the whole game. Yeah. To see everybody's stats. It's only 30 people, so. Yeah, I agree. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, team scores are marked on a visual scale with no literal values, right? So on the right-hand side of the screen, it would show team one, who's the mm. winning team, and then it would show your team. And mm-hmm. if you're if you're in first place, it would show a marker on the scale um, for your team at the top, and then it would show number two below you. And you can tell visually how close you are to the top and how close somebody else is to you. You can't see the third team, meaning who's in third place, unless you're the team in third place. So you can only see two teams at any given time. And also you it's don't have... I guess you can see your team's total score. I think there was a way it was in the top left or you had to pull up the map to see it. And I can't remember if you could see the leader's score. I I didn't I wasn't maybe I didn't look hard enough, but I don't remember being able to see the leader's score if you're in second or third place. So mm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's the mm-hmm. yeah, ev- everything about the reporting and the stats needs improvement. Mm. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's also just because it was an event mode, but like you get terrible DP or BP rather mm. for playing it. Oh, I didn't. And notice. they also, for some reason, I don't know why they did this. They changed the the hit points and the kill points for for this as well. Oh, it's like a totally different scale. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's a different scale in every mode. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> what the hell? It's just insane. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So. That's that's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, this next point you made was one that really bothered me, which is it's actually really hard to tell exactly where the circle is when you're dropping. And this is because, so if you don't know, it's basically like the the white circle is the only place you can be on the map and everywhere else you're going to get chunked by the blue. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a medium chunk, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's definitely enough to make you not want to jump out of the plane in it. Mm-hmm. So, but it's surprisingly hard to see it, especially when you're high up in the air. And so, what happens is you basically have to like look at the mini map a lot to make sure that you're not about to parachute out mm-hmm. of it. And it takes, I noticed it took me some, like usually two or three spawns to figure out, okay, like, oh, this is my color this round. And that little pin on the map is me. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. They're all so close together that yeah. you, technically you're, you're in the center of the map all the time. But it's on the mini map, but it's really hard to tell sometimes which one is you, especially if there's multiple people dropping. 
And so, yeah, that was hard. I, I know it wasn't just me. People were frequently flying out of the circle mm-hmm. and getting damaged on their way down and sometimes mm-hmm. landing outside of it. So, yeah, just I don't I guess, you know, the circle design in this game is kind of crap in general because <laughs> <laughs> it is just really hard to see. Yeah, um, they have the is. kind of um, lightning ish pattern to it. And just having a basic grid would actually make it a lot easier to assess mm-hmm. uh, the speed and shape of it. The, I yeah, agree. The shape and, and the location, I should say. Yeah, but. bug, feature, who knows? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. I also added this last point in there that I thought that there were some moments in which 30 players felt like too much. What do you think about that? I don't, I don't think so. No? You're no, okay with it? I thought 30 felt pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it even got quiet. Hmm. I noticed that by far, far and away, the biggest strategy or most common strategy for this game was people would get together as a 10-man squad, give or take, and they would take a corner of the map, and then they would sit there and wait for easy kills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oftentimes those easy kills wouldn't come because every other team had the same strategy. Right. And so there'd be a couple of roamers from each team, and like they would be the one feeding the kill count. Yeah, so I, I guess... I felt like it was a good number. It was hard to... If you're going to move, you pretty much have to move as a group and have backup. Yeah. It's really easy to get caught out on your own, which was... I, I thought it was fun. I want to play it more. I want to get you know some mechanics down where I could move around with the squad and kind of get get some rules for that and get some practices down for that. Yeah, I agree. It's really... It's a whole other way to play the game. Mm-hmm. It really is just a different game. And... I love that, and I can see I can see why it's the next troll on the patch notes update. Because once I have it, I just feel like I I always want to have it. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that they listen and then they make it a core part of the game. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah. hey, we have map selections coming soon. So coming soon, I'm excited about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that that's gonna do it for this week's episode. We yeah we've done well kept it about an hour long so i'm impressed with us high five robin high five so uh what's coming up next week all right so next week we've got a theme this next week and what we're going to cover is our main topic is close quarters combat and it has some fun considerations that took me a long time to catch on to so you guys should definitely tune in to find out what those are and since we're doing close quarters combat we thought it'd be fun to cover as our weapon highlight the ump versus the vector Mm-hmm. And initially, when Arjuna and I talked about this, we were going to cover the school as a good close quarters location and everyone being familiar with it. But since Xbox is going to get Miramar by the time this next um, show drops, I think we should probably switch it to Hacienda del Patron. Yeah, let's do Hacienda. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do that. So that's it's a close quarters theme, Ump versus Vector. So during this next week, you guys should definitely give those weapons a shot and see if you have a preference or figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are and maybe weigh in on our Discord about uh, what you think about them. So, yeah, that's next week. Love it, man. I'm really looking forward to that. I think Close Quarters Combat, it took me a long time to start to feel comfortable with it in this game. Mm -hmm. I now actually feel like it's one of the stronger parts of my game, which isn't saying much, but I, I feel a lot more confident on it so i'm just excited to share my thoughts and hear your thoughts as well yeah i mean the more i do it the more i play this game the more i realize that most of my kills come from close range me too yep 
Me too. So and that yeah. and that that works for ARs are of course really great for close range too. Uh, but next week you'll see that the the ump and the vector have an edge at close range that the ARs do not have. They do. Um, but oh, you know what? I do actually want to announce the challenge mode. Okay. All right. All right. We have a challenge coming up. What's it going right. to be, Rob? So the challenge this week is get all of your kills in a game and get a chicken dinner using only SMGs. Okay. I like it. I think so that's SMGs very doable. Only. I think it's super doable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's hard, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is... I'm excited. I'm excited to try that myself. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week. And thank you so much for joining us again. We love having you guys as always. You can hang out with us more and play some games with us on our Discord. And you can also play games with other people from all over the world. And you can find the link to that in our show notes. And you'll also find a link to our subreddit, which is just another great way to interact with people in the community, especially if you don't use Discord or if you just want to have a different style of conversation. And of course, if you want to support our show financially, you can do so by visiting our Patreon and that will enter you as, a, as an elite member to be able to ask Patreon questions of the week and also have access to just other benefits as we roll them out. So, yeah, Robin, uh, where can people find the music on our show? The music is done by our sweet friends who make the sweet sounds for our intro and exit music that would be Gazelles. So, thanks, Gazelles. Thanks, Gazelles. You can find a link to them in our show notes as well. And we will look forward to getting up close and personal with you guys next week. All right. Toodaloo.